The words of the prophet Habakkuk really strike home today. How long, O Lord, I cry for help, but you do not listen. I cry out to you violence, but you do not intervene. Here is the prophet looking upon the fallen city of Jerusalem, the broken temple, the place where God himself dwelled in the Ark of the Covenant in ruins. And not only that, but everything else falling around beside him. And so too at times, and especially today, it is seemingly for us. In the church, we look to the church and we recognize the glory of God dwelling in the sacraments. We recognize that we have been set apart through the gift of faith imparted in baptism, called to greatness. And yet we see within our very church the filth. We see abuse and cover-up. We see not only that, but politicking and infighting and backstabbing. And we cry out to the Lord, How long, O Lord, I cry for help, but you do not listen. If that is not enough, we look and turn to the world, and we see the same. We see our politicians constantly stepping on each other's throats, trying to best each other. We see in our culture, in our country in particular, in our very very community, violence. It seems like every week there's another shooting fueled by hatred and radical ideology. We don't seem to want to be able to get along, to listen to one another. We cry out all the more, How long, O Lord, I cry for help? but you do not listen. That's not bad enough. When I look into my own heart, I see sin, I see brokenness, I see egoism, I see all of these things that I desire not to be there, running rampant at times. I cry out again and again to the Lord. How long, O Lord, I cry for help, but you do not listen. I want to be made whole. I want this world to be a better place. I want the church to be a place that is safe and a beacon of love and hope and mercy to and for all. And what does the Lord say to Habakkuk and also to us today? If it delays, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not be late. The rash one has no integrity. But the just one, because of his faith, shall live. I want all of these things right here and right now. I cry out to them. I demand them. And the Lord says, the rash one has no integrity. Have faith. Be patient. If it delays, wait for it. It will surely come. And I say, okay, all right, I can, I can wait a little while longer, but ah, man, I mean, this is, this is too much, Lord. This is just way too much. Come on. And then he says to us in his second letter to Timothy, I remind you to stir into flame the gift of God that you have through the imposition of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather of power and love and self-control. Okay, all right, I can do this, I can do this. And then we get to the, a little bit later, and what does Jesus, or what does St. Paul say to 
Timothy and to us, but bear your share of hardship for the gospel. Oh Lord, I want this to be easy. I want this to make me feel good all the time. Bear your hardship? I don't, I don't know if I want that. And then Jesus says to us in the gospel, when you have done all that has been commanded of you, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. And all of a sudden, it, it hits us. It hits me. And we realize that we put our trust and our faith in the Lord first. And all of these big things start to follow after. But we have to have our life ordered properly first. We must put our trust in the Lord to recognize that if I go out and try to rebuild the world, the church, myself, on my own, yes, I can put stone upon stone. I can make that work, but it will crumble and it will fall. But if I take my time, if I trust in the Lord, if I follow after His promptings, all of those other things will follow in His time and according to His will, which is the most important thing. Now, this is not to say we should not be out there, we should not be engaging the world, but we do so first and foremost as people of faith, following after the Lord, trusting in His promptings, praying, going to confession, going to Mass, listening to Him in the Word that He has given to us in Scripture, so that when we go forward, we go forward not on our own ambition, not on our own ego, but as servants who have done simply what we've been asked to do by the Master Builder, by the One who holds all things together in creation. And when we turn to the saints in particular, we see the power of this. On Friday, we celebrated the feast day of St. Francis of Assisi, one of, if not the most popular saints in the history of the church. When he was a young man praying in the chapel that was falling apart of San Damiano, the Lord spoke to him from the cross and said, Francis, rebuild my church. And because Francis is like every one of us, he thought, okay, the literal answer, the easy thing is to just put stone upon stone to rebuild this chapel. But that's not what the Lord was asking of him. But because St. Francis kept going back to the Lord and asking him to show him the way, he realized that the Lord was not just asking him to do the easy task of rebuilding the chapel, but the difficult and arduous work of rebuilding the entire Catholic Church. And that must have been overwhelming and astounding to Francis. And yet, what did he do? He put his faith in the Lord. He lived a life of utter simplicity and poverty. He served those who were in front of them. He worked hard. He went to Mass. He just simply lived the life that the Lord was calling to him with reckless abandon in faith. And did the Lord make him a great writer? No, we have very little of his writings. But he brought to his community great thinker like St. Bonaventure, a great preacher like St. Anthony, a woman of tremendous prayer like St. Clair. And all of a sudden, the fidelity of one man started a movement that has changed the world and the church forever. This is what it looks like when we follow after the Lord. The world, the church, ourselves are changed because God is more and I am less.
But the beautiful thing also is that it wasn't just Francis who was getting this message. There were other religious communities, in particular the Dominicans, who were being called at the same time to rebuild the church. So even though it may feel like in my life I am alone, that I don't know of anyone else, when we pour our hearts, when we give ourselves to the Lord, our collective love and energy and effort makes a difference. We move together. We rebuild in unison with each other, not because we're putting myself or my ego or my works first, because we're being servants of the Lord. We want to rebuild the church. We want to rebuild the world. We want to rebuild our hearts and our lives. We start first by simply following God, by being faithful, and by trusting in Him, the maker of the world who has a intimate and loving plan for each of you. When that becomes first, incredible and amazing things happen. Not because I am great, but the one who is infinite is made more powerful in my simplicity of heart, in my following after him. St. Paul says today, stir into flame the gift of God that you have through the imposition of my hands. You have been given not just faith the size of a mustard seed, but faith the size of a mountain. Actually, faith without boundaries. That's who you are. That's what you have. You can do all things through Christ if you but follow after Him and His promptings in your heart. Listen to Him and let Him be the one who shows you how to rebuild your life, our church, and this world.